Hi, and welcome to Lakeshore Update. I'm Dee Dodson. On this edition of the podcast, you'll hear the latest on two City of Gary officials testing positive for COVID-19. Jenny Lindsay reports on school districts across the state working to increase teacher pay before the state deadline. And Chris Nolte has a conversation with CareSource Indiana President Steve Smitherman about the healthcare open enrollment period ending December 15th, 2021. All of that and more on this edition of Lakeshore Update. Gary Mayor Jerome Prince and Deputy Mayor Trent McCain say they have tested positive for COVID-19 and are experiencing very mild symptoms. City spokesman Michael Gonzalez says Mayor Prince and Deputy Mayor McCain have maintained their full ranges of duties and responsibilities, including attending all of their meetings remotely. No one else in the mayoral office suite in City Hall has tested positive. Under the direction of Dr. Roland Walker, the administration is closely monitoring each staff member. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Valparaiso Police Chief Jeff Palin is another regional law enforcement official who is interested in the Porter County Sheriff's job. He reportedly told a crowd of supporters Wednesday night that he intends to file for the position on the Republican County primary election ballot next May. The announcement comes about one month after Democrat David Reynolds II, son of current Sheriff Dave Reynolds, confirmed that he is running for the same seat. Palin grew up in Porter County and has been in law enforcement for about 30 years. He told supporters that he had the experience to be able to build partnerships within Porter County just as the younger Reynolds has stated. Official candidate filings for the primary election begin in January. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Miraville residents are remembering the life and achievements of Ann Collins, who was one of the original members of the group that supported creation of the town about 50 years ago. The Times reports she passed away last month at age 87. Collins was among residents who worked to incorporate Miraville as a town, which happened on December 30th, 1971. She was one of the first seven town board members, and town council president Rick Bella said they will honor her work when the town holds its 50th anniversary observance on December 11th. Collins served as principal of Hosford Park Elementary School and created a Montessori school in Miraville. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Ivy Tech's Valparaiso campus has a new tool in the fight against cybercrime. The Times reports U.S. Representative Frank Mervan joined college officials on Monday to cut the ribbon on the new Cybersecurity Operations Center and Awareness Lab. It will give students the chance to run through training scenarios created by cyber education company CyberBit. 
Ivy Tech says cybersecurity and information assurance is now its 14th most popular program, and there is a demand for cybersecurity professionals. The Times goes on to report the new lab will also be open to high school students and local police officers. The Porter County Sheriff's Office plans to use the facility to help address child exploitation. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. It remains to be seen if this is the last time Indiana's governor will extend the state's coronavirus emergency order. Governor Holcomb on Wednesday added another 30 days to the order that's been in place since March of 2020. Currently, the order does not come with any real restrictions and mainly allows the state to capture more federal benefits and matching dollars. Indiana lawmakers are looking to end the emergency order, or at least most of it, when they come back to the Capitol after the new year. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Indiana University Northwest economist Micah Pollock says evidence of more COVID-19 cases in the region and across the state shows this is not the time to abandon face masks. He says we are now in a new wave of inflections. We're about four or five weeks into this wave, and it's a wave that is beginning at the highest level of cases you know, as a starting point of any wave we've experienced so far. And you know, the last wave took about 10 to 11 weeks to peak. So we're probably maybe only about halfway into this current rise in cases. And then, you know, we on top of this have, uh, you know, Thanksgiving cases just starting to hit uh, maybe from the holidays. And, and then we're going into the, you know, the holiday season full of travel and gatherings. And so we're looking at a wave that is at least the second worst wave of all time already. Pollock told Lakeshore Public Radio that the lawsuit filed against the Lake Central School Corporation's mask mandate and possible pushback to resuming mask optional in Crown Point schools beginning December 6th might lead to more problems in keeping public schools open for in-person learning. We definitely see a strong push to try to reduce masking. And, and I can, again, I can understand that because it's been a long time that we've been doing this and we're all ready for it to be over. But, you know, the virus is uh, not ready to be over with us, unfortunately. Recent CDC data shows only about 60 percent of the over age 12 population in Lake County has been fully vaccinated. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. Pediatric COVID-19 vaccine appointments opened just more than four weeks ago. Indiana Public Broadcasting's Lauren Chapman reports nearly 62,000 have already received at least one of two doses. There are about 600,000 5 to 11-year-olds in Indiana, and more than 10% have already received at least one dose in a little less than a month. The pediatric dose is one-third the size of the dose for Hoosiers 12 and older. Hoosiers 5 to 17 can only receive the Pfizer vaccine. Parents or guardians can register their children 5 or older at ourshot.in.gov. If you're in need of assistance, you can call 211. All but two counties, Scott and Warren, have at least one pediatric vaccination site. For Indiana Public Broadcasting, I'm Lauren Chapman. 
You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. Indiana House Republicans have revealed their top priority for the 2022 legislative session. Indiana Public Broadcasting's Brandon Smith reports 56 members of the House GOP caucus signed on to a reintroduced bill that would effectively ban private companies from enforcing COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Republicans initially planned to pass their bill this week, suspending all rules to approve the bill in a single-day session. But the state's top business and healthcare organizations loudly objected, prompting Republicans to back down. But the House GOP still wants to push forward on the issue once lawmakers return in January for their regular session. The reintroduced bill is almost exactly the same with a minor difference. Previously, it listed pregnancy or anticipated pregnancy as reasons to opt out of getting the vaccine. That's been removed. The bill's future is uncertain. Even if the House passes it largely unchanged, the Senate GOP may have objections to the bill's strict language, and Governor Eric Holcomb didn't seem particularly supportive of the original legislation. For Indiana Public Broadcasting, I'm Brandon Smith at the State House. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. Indiana officials are urging families to make sure their schools have updated address information to facilitate a pandemic-related meals program. Indiana Public Broadcasting's Jenny Lindsay reports the program offers food benefits to students who have missed out on school meals because of COVID-19. The Pandemic EBT program aims to close school meal gaps for low-income families. Basically, if a student has to stay home for COVID-related reasons, the state uses school data to mail families a benefit card to cover the cost of missed school meals. But Director of Indiana's Division of Family Resources, Adrena Shields, says some families haven't received those cards because the addresses on file with their child's school aren't correct or complete. If you have a student that lived in a mobile home, we may not have received the lot number. We may have received the address for the mobile home part, but we never received the lot number. Shields says another distribution is coming in December, and families with questions can call 211 for assistance. For Indiana Public Broadcasting, I'm Jeannie Lindsay. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments about an abortion case that could overturn Roe v. Wade. Network Indiana's John Herrick reports on why one Hoosier senator feels the U.S. is not protecting unborn babies enough. Todd Young, a Republican, says the United States is an outlier in how it protects babies. We are only one of seven countries around the world that allows abortion to take place past the point at which a baby can feel pain in the womb. He says we join the likes of the Chinese Communist Party and North Korea with our abortion policies, even though he says eight in ten Americans oppose abortions beyond the point of which a child can feel pain. John Herrick, Network Indiana. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with D. Dotson. Indiana Democrats hope the state party's support of marijuana legalization can become a political victory for them. 
Indiana Public Broadcasting's Brenda Smith talks with a political scientist about how they could achieve that. Democrats say marijuana legalization could produce a new type of single-issue voter, people who make their choices at the ballot box based around a candidate's views on one issue. Political scientist Laura Wilson says for that to happen, Democrats need to develop a cohesive message. Why would this be valuable for our state? Why would this change the criminal justice system? Why could this potentially have economic benefits? There are a lot of different interest groups that have very strong arguments, and you've seen them effective in other states where they have legalized. Wilson says the other key is mobilization, rallying people to action on what appears to be a very popular position that crosses party lines. If everyone agrees on it, but they don't do anything about it, nothing ultimately is done. Still, with GOP statehouse leaders opposed, the issue does not appear likely to gain traction in the near future. For Indiana Public Broadcasting, I'm Brandon Smith at the Statehouse. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. NDOT is advising residents who live along state roads and U.S. highways to prepare their mailboxes prior to the start of winter weather. Snow and ice removal is NDOT's top priority during the winter months. The agency's yellow plow trucks generally travel slower than the posted speed limit, and drivers are careful to avoid mailboxes. The weight of snow that's thrown from the plows can cause damage to mailboxes if they are not properly secured or have weak supports. Property owners are responsible for installing and maintaining mailboxes on state right-of-way. To mitigate possible damage, NDOT recommends placing a mailbox as far from the edge of the roadway as a mail carrier can reach. NDOT also recommends putting a strip of reflective tape to make the mailbox visible at night or early mornings when the snow plows work. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Many schools across Indiana have finalized major teacher pay raises in recent weeks. Indiana Public Broadcasting's Jenny Lindsay reports some schools have struggled to strike a deal, but most reached agreements with their educators before the state's deadline. Indiana lawmakers earmarked funding specifically for teacher pay raises during the 2021 legislative session. State leaders said they expected schools to funnel those dollars to teachers after protests across the state and country and the pandemic increased the workloads of educators everywhere. Denny Kosterson is the executive director of the Indiana Association of School Business Officials. He says overall, Indiana schools have held up their end of the deal. We're seeing uh, a lot of very large percentage increases uh, that we haven't seen for many, many years. But it hasn't been easy for everyone. According to the Indiana Education Employment Relations Board, 15 school corporations didn't finalize their bargaining agreements by the state's deadline. For Indiana Public Broadcasting, I'm Jeannie Lindsay. You're listening to Lakeshore Update with Dee Dotson. Here's regionally speaking host Chris Nolte with a conversation with CareSource Indiana President Steve Smitherman. This is a tough time of year for some Hoosiers. They have some difficult choices that they have to make, and one of those may be selecting and getting rolled into a health insurance plan. But there's help out there as we are down to the final days for the 2022 open enrollment period. In fact, it's December 15th, as a matter of fact. The folks 
at the CareSource, which is a nationally recognized nonprofit health plan, will be able to help you out. And we have with us to talk about it the guy at the top, Steve Smitherman, is the president of CareSource Indiana. Steve, thanks for joining us on Lakeshore Public Radio today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, for folks that are not familiar with the organization, will you take a moment to explain first what CareSource is and what you do? Yeah, CareSource is a nonprofit regional uh, health insurance plan uh, that mainly focuses on those individuals on Medicaid, the marketplace, and Medicare. We're currently low, uh, operating in Indiana, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Georgia, and Arkansas. Uh, we have about uh, 200 thousand Hoosiers that we currently insure through both the marketplace and the Hoosier HealthWise and Healthy Indiana Plan programs. Mm-hmm and are excited to have a statewide offering of the Marketplace products again for this year. Um, CareSource entered the, the Health Insurance Marketplace Exchange in Indiana um, several years ago, and we remain committed to that product and, and the individuals that are currently enrolled with us on that product. Now, CareSource is able to help a lot of people out, maybe more people realize uh, that they, they may need some help, and there are a number of Hoosiers uh, that, in special categories, I understand, that, that do need help, and, and CareSource can help them out. Will you go down the list and mention some of some of the things uh, that maybe people have to deal with uh, in their own lives, but they don't have to make health insurance one of them? Certainly. I mean, I think we, fo- we focus a lot on assisting individuals, not with their health insurance needs, but also on what a lot of people refer to as social determinants of health. So, Really, we want to make sure that uh, our insurers have everything they need to be successful so that they can focus on their health, whether that be, you know, making sure they have stable housing, um, reliable transportation, uh, affordable and safe childcare, uh, all of those types of things. Uh, when they're not worrying about those things, then they can focus more on their health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing, especially on the marketplace, a lot of people are unaware of is just the affordability of the marketplace. And what we're seeing is that four out of five individuals on the marketplace can have coverage for as low as $10 a month. Um, so, you know, it's very affordable. It's very comprehensive coverage. I think we've done a lot of things this year to make our product even more attractive um, by enhancing benefits or improving benefits or adding benefits that previously weren't available to insurers across the state of Indiana to have care source. I know one of the things that in particular, because we're coming up to a deadline that needs to be addressed, is, uh, is time. Time is uh, of the essence to be able to uh, get some of these things together and get these uh, plans that, that you may have to sign up for done. And I know CareSource is more than happy to help uh, folks if they have questions get through the process. Certainly. Um, open enrollment ends on December 15th, so we have a couple more weeks here where people can shop and actively select um, a new plan. Also, one other thing is... For those individuals that are on a plan and are happy with their plan, there's nothing they need to do. There's an auto re-enrollment that occurs um, as part of the process if they do not make an active selection. But we do encourage individuals to look at all plan options, what's available, what providers are in network, what things are and aren't covered, what are the costs. And, And when you look at costs, I think it's important for consumers to look at the total cost of the care, not just the premium. A lot of times, you know, you'll see a lower premium plan that may have more higher out-of-pocket expense um, where you may pay an extra 5 or 10 bucks a month and get much lower uh, out-of-pocket expense over the long term, uh, over the long haul of things. So, yeah, we certainly w- would be happy to, ha- to, to assist individuals um, in making those decisions. Um, should they have questions, you know, they're always free to call us um, and, uh, you know, the number they can reach us at is 844-607-2829. 
um, and they can call that number at any time, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. And uh, we have qualified individuals that will be more than happy to assist them um, through the process and walk them through each step of the way. Mm -hmm. Now, as uh, the, the local regional head, I maybe I perhaps should say, of uh, CareSource here in Indiana, uh, you and your your crew help to, to help a lot of people out, but what kind of impact that's kind of added to the workload that the coronavirus pandemic has created recently? Well, I think, you know, there's been a, a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, confusion, um, you know, with, especially with this new variant that yeah. now has reared its ugly head. We're already, already starting to see the impact of that in inpatient hospitalizations across the state of Indiana. Um, you know, so we think it's very important that individuals, you know, make a selection, get insured. Um, you know, insurance is there in case something is, happens to you. Um, so, you know, we would encourage individuals to do the shopping. Um, the coronavirus, you know, has had a significant impact on healthcare across the state, across the country, and on people's health and lives. So we're here to assist. You know, we have a, a large team of individuals located throughout the entire state of Indiana that will work one-on-one -on -one with our members to ensure that they have, you know, everything that they need, that their, their care is being taken care of. Um, for those individuals, you know, looking to get vaccinated, we're doing a lot of mobile vaccination clinics right now, traveling throughout the state um, with partners, uh, community partners, to get as many people vaccinated as we can um, for those that are interested in, in getting the vaccine. So, you know, we're trying to do a number of things to assist in that area. What types of plans uh, does CareSource generally provide so people that have different varying health needs or concerns, they can get into the right plan to fit in certainly with their budget, but in particular, their particular health care needs? Yeah, we cover all metal levels in the marketplace. So we have uh, bronze uh, plans, bronze metal plans, silver metal plans, and gold metal plans. And, and the difference between those plans traditionally are the bronze metal plans are those a lot lower premium. Um, probably for those individuals who are healthier that, that don't, uh, you know, utilize services as often um, because there are larger deductibles and coinsurance associated with that. The silver plan is where we, you know, see a good percentage of our membership. You're going to see lower premiums, lower out-of-pocket expense. Um, and then the gold plan is kind of, I guess, what they call the Cadillac plan for, is mm -hmm. where, you know, it's higher premium, but you don't have uh, very many out-of-pocket expense at all. And across all of those plans, there are varying um, coverages. Um, you know, we cover preventative services in all of those plans at no cost to our members. So any wellness visits, checkups, those types of things. We also have across of our plans a zero-cost telemedicine benefit, which we think is extremely beneficial, where wow. individuals can, you know, just log on the computer on their phone from home and talk to a physician over the phone, um, and that's no cost to them. Um, and fitness. We, we put a lot of focus on fitness, and we really beefed up our fitness benefit this year. So those individuals who have uh, our plan that has adult uh, dental vision, uh, there's automatic fitness rider that comes with that, that provides an annual fitness membership for free. Um, some home kits that can be mailed out to the home and have individuals, you know, work at home. Um, some wearable devices that are available through that program to help individuals track their fitness. Um, and a lot of other benefits associated with really trying to improve the overall wellness of our members. 
Does CareSource Indiana basically help out people that, that perhaps maybe might be under some type of guardianship? They're coming off that guardianship, though, but they're about to take care of themselves that maybe are not because of the situation they've been in in the past. That Does that help get their, their own health insurance uh, set up faster and, and maybe more completely? Absolutely. Those, those individuals aging out uh, of their parents' coverage um, and now looking to get on their own plans, a marketplace plan, if they're not uh, – with an employer that has employer-sponsored insurance is the perfect type of plan for them because it does offer them such a wide variety of plans to choose from, um, and they can select the one that best fits them. If they're young and healthy, maybe they want a bronze plan because they're not going to be going to the doctors more. That's going to cost them very little a month, um, and it still covers all of their preventative services. So if they need you know, to get their wellness check, their annual visits, um, any, you know, any types of shots, those types of things, it can be covered under those types of plans. So we see a lot of the younger population um, that are aging out of their parents' employer coverage move on to those types of marketplace plans. Do you find, too, that uh, younger people that have been involved, I guess you could say independent contractor jobs, the gig economy, basically, as because even with the pandemic, they're still doing what they can, but uh, they need to get some good coverage as well, too. Does the care source help them out? Absolutely. You know, for instance, we see a lot of Uber drivers or, you know, DoorDash people, those types of individuals on our on our plan. Um, individuals that are, you know, quote unquote, self-employed um, or contractors, um, you know, an individual that um, is a new resident to the state of Indiana, for, for instance, if they just moved here, they don't have coverage set up yet, we can certainly assist them. And one area that we focus on a lot are those individuals that are, are recently released from incarceration because they're coming back into society without coverage. Um, so we work with them closely as well to get them insured. Now, Steve, if you will, again, fill us in how people can contact CareSource Indiana, get things started, and certainly with the, the deadline for the open enrollment period ending on December 15th. Yeah, they can they can contact us through the website at www.caresource.com or call our member services line at 844 844- Six zero seven two eight two nine, and they can call that line 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Steve Smitherman is the president of CareSource Indiana, which is a nationally recognized nonprofit health plan. Steve, thanks for joining us with great information, and uh, we hope to have you back again soon. Thank you. Regionally Speaking with host Chris Nolte can be heard each Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM and streaming online at lakeshorepublicradio.org where you can also find podcasts of the show when you click on the program link. For the latest in local news and information, tune in Monday at 6 a.m. for Morning Edition with local host Chris Nolte. Lakeshore Update is supported by the listeners and members of Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM. Podcasts for Lakeshore Update are posted each Friday on our website, lakeshorepublicradio.org, as well as on NPR One. Make sure you search for WLPR and select us as your home station. Music for Lakeshore Update was written and produced by bensound.com. For Lakeshore Update, I'm Dee Dotson.